0: Alright guys, welcome back to the Buck Fever Podcast. Got another classic episode today, just uh, just Noah and Jake here um, gearing up for a big trip coming up this weekend, so that's why the other guys couldn't join us. They're spending a little bit of quality time with the family here um, before a, a substantial amount of time off chasing some deer around over for the Minnesota gun season, but... A couple of weeks ago, we had talked about some of the pre-rut stuff, um, you know, the rubs and scrapes and the activity that we were seeing and and what to expect there and kind of how to hunt it. Um, and now this this time of year, when's this going to come out? November second. Um, we're like in the heart of the rut at this point, so figure we could spend the first part of the episode kind of talking about some of that since we had talked about the pre-rut a little bit, and then we'll probably preview our trip here because i know we're super excited for that and and that should be a good time with some good content coming out of that so uh i know you were out um well you've been out every weekend but uh know you were out this this past weekend buddy what was the rut activity looking like for you well
1: it was um started off on friday when i was driving up there and my buddy wyatt gave me a call and who hunts not too far from where I do and at like five o'clock he just say shot one and yeah. I was stoked I was just rolling in about 15 minutes away I said hey I gotta stop at a house quick and then I'll be on my way to pick up the four-wheeler and pick up some other guys and we'll be over there and you know as the only buck he saw all night he said but he shot it at five o'clock and he was kind of uh, he said he was you know sent check-in coming through and you know I'm like oh well, they must be starting you know and, you know, that was so, I mean, besides that, that was an awesome, awesome to go along a trail and see that really good deer. So, you know, just started the weekend off right. And um obviously, I don't have a buck tag. So, Saturday morning, I still went out. I was going to shoot a doe, maybe, and um saw three little bucks. Two of them sent check-in. The other guy was checking scrapes. And I almost got to like 9, 30, 10 o'clock, got down, did some stuff around the farm and headed back and... Waited for Dad to come up, and he got up there, and we snuck down into the, the farthest part of the pasture where I, you know I love hunting down there. Yep. So a lot of encounters with some good deer down there, and sure enough, we get down there pretty early, hang a stand. I end up seeing seven bucks and um, two shooters, three two and a half, two two and a, or two year and a halfs, so all no does, and they were all up on their feet early, walking around, you know. So it was, I think that they're, the, the bucks are starting to go. The young ones are for sure ready. I just don't think the does are quite there yet.
0: Yeah, and that's almost like kind of the best time is when the does aren't quite there yet because I saw it firsthand just getting literally run ragged. I mean, just constantly. They were just running circles around me. It was unbelievable. Um, and that's almost better, I think, because when they are ready, they're, they're just... They're not moving as much, you know. Right yeah, now, but... they're they're getting pushed around, and those bucks are chasing. Right. So, you saw all those bucks, but no shots or no big ones or.
1: Um. There was. Board, well, our big boy, he never ended up coming. Out. I just saw him through all the thick stuff, and I could hear him just making rubs and then just breaking branches and stuff. It was pretty cool actually. And then, at like four o'clock, we had those two bucks come out together which i also thought was kind of weird why two a year a two and a half a pretty good two and a half and then a three and a half are together you know this late in the year and not fighting right but i think they were just laying down not no 80 yards from us in the swamp and they got up and came out and it was, i got some really cool footage of them and i didn't recognize either of them they're both brand new bucks and i get pretty jacked up pretty quick and. I saying, like, oh here we go here we go and <laughs> the first one came out it was a two and a half and he I mean he's a good two and a half he just needs a year and then the other one came out he's a shorter time 10 but he's got some bass and
0: great deer to
1: shoot and you know I'm filming and comes out to like 60 yards and just milling around I throw a grunt at him nothing wanted nothing to do with it he like spooked him almost so he kind of got out of there and other than that you know just a couple deer here and there throughout the rest of the night pretty much saw deer all night long bucks and then you know six o'clock that other one that we call pt came out i caught a glimpse of him and i could hear him raking but just nothing never showed himself and then you know we got down pretty much right away because we're like well all these deer are in here we might as well get down while we can type thing so right. it was a pretty good night and we ended up going back there in a similar stand the next night and saw Uh, What did we see? Two bucks and a handful of does and fawns. And the one buck, just little buck, was just chasing this doe. And she wanted nothing to him. He just grunted and grunted the whole time. But um, I know you had quite a a Saturday night, if I do recall.
0: Oh, I had a Saturday.
1: Probably one of your best days ever out there.
0: It was. It was for sure my best day. But I was going to ask you, I'll, I'll tell that whole story, but... I was gonna ask you, um, how much grunting and rattling did you try to do?
1: Um, I did like one or two rattling sequences, which I don't know. I'm not saying it got those bucks on their feet, but I don't know if it maybe got them curious. And you know, they came out fifteen, twenty minutes later. But I just, yeah, I don't know if it's just you know, it's just a little too early, at least by us, to where they're gonna respond. And I grunt at the little ones, and they didn't really care at all or know what was going on. And sometimes I'll do a couple grunting sequences, and, you know, nothing's came running in yet. Like last year, I had that one. I think that was November 3rd when he came in. So I think we're, I mean, like this weekend, I'd, I'd assume we're pretty darn close, especially with the weather we had. Right. You know, getting fired up. so I uh, I don't know, I'd say right this last weekend I was pretty conservative on it, but if I was going to be in Wisconsin this weekend, I'd probably go pretty hard. Not that even in Minnesota, if we go, or when we're there, I probably will be pretty aggressive too, just because they're even farther west, so I'm assuming that rut started even up a little sooner.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're for sure going to go after them pretty hard this weekend, but I I noticed a similar thing with the rattling and the calling, and I, I just... I don't know. I was a little bit baffled by that. You know, I I tried some different rattling sequences and that never amounted to anything um, on my end, which it never really has for me. I know last year my dad rattled one in pretty good. Um, I forget which day that was. Um, so, I, and obviously it works. I'm not saying it doesn't, but for whatever reason at this point, it just, that was not something that they were responding to um and on that property we're, we're pretty close to a highway so there's a good amount of road noise the wind was fairly constant this weekend so there was plenty of wind that was drowning out a lot of noise I mean I had deer that were sneaking up behind me that I never heard and usually right. you can hear them pretty decent um and I, you know I have a hat on and my hood up and whatever cuz it was a pretty cold weekend but Yeah. Just not really hearing them. So I don't know if that had something to do with it. You know, Um, I sat all day Saturday, but Ben um, got out after Saturday morning and then went back in Saturday afternoon. And um, just the stand, he was sitting in, you know, to get out. He had to walk past me at at 35 yards. And I mean, he, he snuck up on me, too. I couldn't hear him walk in crunching on leaves at 35 yards. So that may be a factor. I don't know how much they could really hear that. You know, if I'm rattling at deer that are 200 yards away, maybe they just weren't hearing it that well. Or grunting at a buck that's, you know, 75 yards away. Maybe he's not really hearing that. I don't know. But they they did not seem interested. But like you said, I had a pretty unbelievable Saturday. And honestly, our trail cameras were not spectacular. Um, But we quickly realized why um you know leading up to that and and then saturday we I, i sat all day my dad sat all day um my mom and my brother came this weekend so my mom sat with my dad in the morning and then ben sat um in the stand that i was sitting in the weekend before when i shot that buck that we ended up not being able to recover um and, and so he was in a prime spot. I was in a prime spot. I was actually in the hang-on stand. So as you know, I, I think, um, you know, I took those climbing sticks down the weekend prior after I shot that buck and we didn't find him because mm-hmm. it was looking like rain all weekend this past weekend. And so... As much as I wanted to hunt, I was like, if it's raining the whole weekend, I really can't justify it. I don't think I'm going to go and sit out in the rain like that. So I got to take these down now just in case we don't make it. And if we do end up making it, great. I'll probably sit in another stand. Or if I really want to sit in this one, I'll just have to rehang the ladder. But I knew we were going to need those sticks for um, Minnesota. So I took them down. And then on Friday, which was, you know... working Friday and then going to drive there Friday night. I started thinking to myself, boy, I'd really like to sit in that stand all day on Saturday. Cause I think we we had a, a really, really nice buck that showed up in daylight. Um, you know, the past couple of days on that camera at that stand. And I just figured I'd see a ton of deer there. So I was like, man, I, I'd really like to sit in that. And I don't know that I want to be hanging those, Climbing sticks up by myself in the morning before getting out there. So I called my dad on the way and I was like, You know, I'm kind of thinking about hanging those sticks up if you want to go in there with me and uh, hold a flashlight. So we actually ended up doing that. I think I rolled into town at 8 30, 9 o'clock. And then, you know, we put a coat on and headed out there. And because of the new access that we got this year, it was you know, really easy in and out. It's the closest stand to that access on the south end of the property. And so we just got in there. I hung those sticks up in a matter of 10, 15 minutes and um, backed right back out. And the following morning, that's where I sat. And I I think as a group, as a family, we saw more deer on Saturday than we've seen total in some seasons combined i mean it was unbelievable i walked out of the woods speechless i didn't even know what to say when i got out of there i i i've never seen anything like it it was just an absolute parade i never went more than an hour without seeing deer and this is sitting all day so we're talking like midday you know i'd go from 11 to noon without seeing one but i saw one at 11 and i saw one at noon you know like just unbelievable action um so i had a buck chasing a doe as i was climbing up my ladder in the morning so this is in we were talking about this not on the podcast or everything just texting back and forth but i've been we've been getting in there pretty early so i think i walked and i dropped ben off at his stand at probably 6 a.m that day and got back to my stand at 6 15 And it's not really light until like pretty much seven o'clock. So we were in there pretty early, but I had a buck chasing a doe at that point, just grunting up a storm. And then I just saw deer after deer after deer. Um, I think on Saturday I saw five or six like definite shooters. And I had been pretty loose as far as what I was considering a shooter this year Pretty much, you know, any two and a half year old buck, you know that 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 that's it. Any two and a half year old buck, um, you know, a, a small little basket rack, probably not. But like two and a half year old eight point, I'm shooting it hundred percent. Anything bigger than that, um, but this was I was seeing, you know, three and a half year old deer. Like I was seeing really really good bucks, and I had them with some of them within thirty yards. And, you know, the stand that I'm hunting in, it's kind of in this transition area along a, a w- what used to be a power line. They actually took the power lines out. Um, so now it's just like this clearing in the woods, if you could picture what that would look like, where a power line used to be, that we mowed down and planted a food plot. And it's been great. And it's kind of right in the middle of this travel corridor. So it's actually a really good spot. Um, and... I saw tons of deer, but even though they were close enough, they just, you know, when they're in the woods on the other side, 30 yards from me, there's no shots in there until they step out into that food plot. And for whatever the reason was, you know, I had the right wind. I don't think they were really smelling me. They were never alert to me or anything like that. Um, you know, these, these shooters were just staying on the fringes. Um, so I, I. That, that was kind of one of those things that it was like really, really cool to see, but also kind of frustrating when you have five or six shooters within 30 yards, you know, in shooting distance, and you can't shoot any of them all for different reasons. Um, pretty frustrating, but trying to grunt at them, absolutely zero response. Not even looking at me. I mean, just nothing. They did not care whatsoever. Um, and I had, like I said, a couple that snuck up behind me. I had one right at dark, like right at the cusp that came from behind me, never heard him, never saw him, never nothing. And by the time I finally saw him, he was in the last two steps of my shooting window. And he he must have been 145 inches. He was just a giant, just a huge buck. I couldn't even believe what I was saying. And I stopped him at 35 yards, you know, get the camera over there, Try to draw back, and he stopped for three seconds, and then kept right on moving down the trail. And I stopped him again ten yards later, but you know by this point he's at 50, and he's in the woods, and he's not—he's not responding, not doing anything, and off he goes. And you know, like I said, I walked out of there just in complete disbelief. I probably saw 50 deer that day, with you know shooters like that that were. Three-and-a-half-year-olds, really nice, mature, big bucks, um, and all super close and just no shots. And honestly feeling a little bit defeated despite having such a good day, Um, you know, just because we weren't able to make anything happen. And then honestly kicking myself because I thought I learned my lesson. I've I've talked about it on this podcast before, but a couple of years ago when Gabby had a, a really nice buck in her backyard that you know was showing up during this time of year during the rut and checking the fields and you know I was I was like yeah I don't think we should put a decoy out there because sometimes that scares them I just don't think it would be the right thing to do and after we saw him one night I knew without a shadow of a doubt that had we had a decoy out there she probably would have had a chance at that buck that night and it just completely slipped my mind to tell my dad to bring it. And, you know, he said he was kind of going through the hunting stuff, you know, the night before and he he picked it, you know, he was like rearranging stuff and he actually moved the, the target slash decoy and didn't even think of it. And so it just completely slipped my mind and I was just kicking myself because any of these bucks, all I needed was another... 5, 10 yards on any of them just to stick their neck out of the woods, you know, just pull them two more steps. And, you know, when you have five or six of them, you got to figure that if I had a decoy out there, one of them probably would have bit and given me the extra two steps. Not saying they necessarily would have gone right up to the decoy, but it might have pulled them just enough to give me the shot. And I'm just kicking myself because now I you know, I know going into Sunday, like we still don't have it. It's, you know, it's not an option. So I sat in a different stand Sunday morning and I ended up seeing a shooter, um, at like 45 yards, just, you know, just out of where you can shoot them. And then about 45 minutes later, I saw the same shooter heading back in the direction that he came from earlier at about 50 yards. And You know, completely unresponsive to a grunt call, not a care in the world, just doing his own thing. Um, And and you know, meanwhile, my dad is seeing and and Ben saw some shooter bucks at forty five, fifty yards, just nothing. Reading the script. Um, and, And my mom and dad sitting in that gun stand across the field, they they saw tons of deer, tons of shooter bucks. Would have been tough to get a shot at any of them just based on where that stand was, but you know, I knew that with the mobile setup, I easily could have gotten to a spot out in that field with a decoy setup and, and pulled them, one of them far enough to get a shot. So just completely kicking myself to have not given myself that option. Cause I, I, I think it would have worked. Um, but yeah, man, just an unbelievable weekend, unbelievable Saturday So many nice bucks. And then, you know, the biggest kick in the pants was the days following, um, you know, waking up Monday morning and 730 rolls around and a buck walks right past the stand my brother was sitting in at 25 yards, not 45. And then he walks past the stand that I was sitting in at 15 yards, not 30. um, And then Tuesday rolls around, same thing with different bucks you know, today was Wednesday and we had a shooter do the same thing at both of those stands. Um, and this one was substantially bigger than the Monday or Tuesday bucks. So just like, just the ultimate kick in the pants of, you know, (laughs) we gave it what we could for the weekend. And now this week that nobody's there, they're, they're walking right past the stands, right where you need them for a shot and nobody's out there to get them. But, um, I, I guess it's, you know, there's, there's positives in that to be, seeing those bucks on that property um, because a lot of that has to do with the work that we've put in to, to get it to that point. Um, But also a little bit of frustration there and not giving ourselves a a decent chance at it. But um, yeah, that was, (laughs) that was last weekend. So I think it's safe to say, I think we'd both agree that by now, by this weekend, um, you're definitely going to want to get into the woods um i think the rut is going to be in full swing by this weekend wouldn't you say
1: Uh, i'd hope so i mean i hope my dad can my dad and uncles can kill some obviously if they wait till i get back that'd be awesome so i can be there but i hope they do shoot some anyway um i just i just love being around it i mean it is just it is insane. Like even just tracking deer when he, when Wyatt asked me, he's like, yeah, I'm like, dude, like you just, like a whole flip switch is like, you're just insane how much this means to everyone or to us, I should say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. And there's going to be uh plenty of that, you know, the, the deer camp and the camaraderie and everything this coming weekend and a couple days off of work here too. So if you want to kind of touch on this upcoming trip that we're going to take here,
1: Yeah, just one thing, though, about your weekend, you're, Mm. you know, yeah, it's a little bittersweet. I mean, seeing all those deer and not getting a shot at the same time, it's like, you know, we're seeing all these deer. So there's always that bonus or plus of, hey, next weekend type thing. You know, it's not as discouraging if you don't see deer where dude, I just had the best weekend of my life with all these deer. Yeah, I didn't get a shot at the same time. It's like, we get to go back there, which is, that's always what keeps me going.
0: Right. Yeah, I know. I. The hardest part for me is, like I said, this, this past week being at work and, you know, with these cell cams now, I'm like, I want to shut off notifications from that app because <laughs> I can't be sitting there at work at 8 a.m. with pictures of these bucks walking past my stand. I That that pisses me off for the rest of the day. I mean, it literally, it is unbelievably upsetting. I think as, you know, as much as you describe the love that we have for you know, hunting and tracking. And even if it's not a deer that we shot, like just being out there, the the disdain for not being able to do these things and having to work and do all that is just as strong. It's like, oh my God, man, if we could only just do this. If I could be off all week, think of the deer that I could kill. Think of the hunting that I could do. Be unbelievable. So that was like the, the biggest thing for me. And just just this past week seeing these deer I, I just almost can't stand it. Right. No. Even though it's such a cool thing. Like it's great to be seeing all these, mm. these bucks and whatever, but not being able to hunt them. then is really kind of a downer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But also, you know, what I keep telling myself too, in my own personal situation is, you know, I, I had my chance at a buck the weekend before and, you know, whatever happened with it, Um, you know, wasn't able to recover it and and all that. So, you know, ultimately I can't really complain too much, you know, not that I'm, you know, obviously I didn't give up on it or anything, but it's like I had my chance, you know, I can't ask for too much more than that. There's, you're not always going to get multiple chances in one season like that. So, especially for us on that property, you know, just for my dad to shoot one. And then for me to also have a chance to shoot one, like that's never happened before. And then to have a rut like this never happened before. So it's already a banner year, even, even if I don't end up shooting one. Right. But, um, you know, we have even more of an opportunity being in Minnesota this weekend. It's a whole other, whole other thing. If you want to kind of give a little overview of that,
1: right no i'm stoked like i was saying earlier Uh, i got to work two more days and then i'm off the next week after that so be doing a lot of hunting weather minnesota and wisconsin and just uh i probably won't go to sleep honestly for the next couple nights so i'm super stoked trying something new you know going to minnesota on public land something we've never done before which i'm you know i wouldn't really say nervous but um not sure how it's going to go, but also at the same time, super excited, probably more excited than anything.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's on un- uncharted territory for us. Um, it is their gun season, which is kind of interesting it is how early it is, you know, pretty much during the heart of the rut. Um, but it is shotgun or muzzleloader only. So what is, what's your weapon of choice this weekend? loader. okay and i'm going to be bringing the the shotgun so that's kind of cool we're going to have that you know diversity of weapon there um you it should be interesting I, I shot it you know sighted it in and whatever so i feel comfortable with it but i've never hunted with it before i know the range is somewhat limited on that shotgun um you start getting out even to 100 yards and it gets a little bit tricky you kind of have to have a, a perfect shot there i don't know how do you feel about the muzzle loader compared to your two seventy?
1: Um phew, kicks a lot more.
0: <laughs> that's for sure. Puts a,
1: puts a heck of a hole in the target too. Um I'm excited. I've kinda opted out for that. I probably could have got a shotgun and I, I think a lot of couple people I know have them, but I wanted to be able to poke out there, you know. Yep. even I'm pretty I'd be pretty comfortable shooting two hundred easy with that muzzle loader. So um I think that's kinda cool that, you know, if one comes out or whatever and you're up to bat or, you know, I'll just give you the muzzle loader type thing and you shoot or, you know, vice versa, anything like that. So I think that's cool that we each have, we have one of each to go with.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that, that also wouldn't be a bad way to kind of split things off too. Like if it's, you know, if it's a shot I can't make with the shotgun, then you take them with the muzzle loader and you know, that we kind of, it's cool to have that option too, that we can cover all those ranges. If we were both with shotguns, it'd be a little bit, tougher you know so it's good to have that option
1: you know quite honestly if there's one at 50 25 yards i'd probably rather shoot with shotguns
0: right yeah i agree and hopefully we can get you know somewhat close to them. i mean I, i i'm gonna shoot out to 100 with that shotgun which is nice because you know there's um five or six shooter bucks that had i had a shotgun last weekend I could have picked my poison on them. So, you know, if we can kind of replicate something like that this year, even if we get out to a, you know, a a field, I mean, I don't want to give away anything about where we're hunting or whatever, but, you know, depending upon how that public lays out, I mean, there's a chance we could be hunting over an ag field that's on public and maybe it's cut corn and, you know, maybe you're having bucks that pop out and the crews in that, you know, just checking for does and whatever. So, It's definitely going to be interesting, a whole new territory for us to learn, but I think it's, I think it's going to be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty, pretty excited. Um, I think, you know, going like you were saying to different territory that it will be fun and also, um, you know, you don't have to worry about messing up, you know, it's not like we're going to our own properties where, you know, we, we blow a deer out and we're like, oh no type thing.
0: Right. So what's your mobile setup look like?
1: Um, I've got a I don't even know what tree set I just bought. I just went and picked out the lightest one possible. I was like, and then some four sets of climbing or four sticks to climb. So pretty much a hang on with sticks, which is isn't desirable. Um, I don't think um, it'll be. Well, at least what I'm kind of thinking is we go in in the morning and then. Scout it out and hang it for that that mid morning, set the rest of the day type thing. You know, if we're in a good spot. Um, obviously I didn't get a, I don't have a saddle yet, which I would love, and I will be getting this summer. You know, if I had one, that would be my mobile set. But for now, it's just a um, a, a hang on and sticks. So.
0: Yeah, I've I've got a similar setup too. That with the hang on and sticks, I pretty much went out and bought a one that I could find that seemed like it was going to be fairly light fairly cheap and fold up nicely um make it a little bit easier to try to carry and whatever because we're probably going to have plenty of that going on but yeah so strategy wise you kind of touched on it there is that what you're thinking kind of take the morning to scout things out try and figure out you know where we might want to set up and then go from there for the rest of the day
1: yeah right I I think that's kind of the plan, you know, scout it out and then almost figure out if this is the spot we're sitting the rest of the night or what the deal is. And then if that is the case, then I say we, you know, hang our stands and get comfortable. So,
0: yeah, I think, you know, for the most part, there's probably not going to be too much, uh, you know, going back to deer camp during the day to watch football or anything like that. We're probably going to be trying to maximize and make the most of our time
1: oh for sure
0: hunt as much as possible and whatever but um yeah it's gonna be a good group of guys over there too i think five of us are going and so it's obviously gonna be a good time hopefully we can get something out of this um ideally somebody shoots a buck or a couple of us shoot bucks um you know that that'd be pretty cool and obviously that would make a good video for us but i think we're gonna try and shoot some podcasts too like we did um, when we had our little preseason get together at Colby's place, um, you know, just hang out, maybe have a few drinks and talk deer hunting a little bit at, at deer camp because those, uh, those tend to be some of the best nights of the year. So, um, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. For that. Yeah. Definitely looking forward to it. What to, to kind of wrap this up here, um, Obviously things can change and we, we got to go off of what we're seeing, but do you have like a, a threshold here, like a goal? Like what, you know, what, what buck that walks by is going to get that trigger finger a little bit itchy? What's your threshold?
1: Um, well, depends on the day, I suppose, you know, <laughs> yeah. one day, Monday, Tuesday they might go down a little bit being on public land. And if we get into some, you know, I wouldn't be afraid to shoot two and a half for sure. Obviously, the first two days, I'm going to be holding out for a fairly nice one. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, I think I'm a, I'll am i be in the, a similar boat. I probably have a lower threshold for what I would consider a, a nice one to be. Um, I think it's going to have to get to Tuesday before I'm going to shoot a 40-pound fawn. But, <laughs> you know... Uh, like you said a, a nice two and a half is probably gonna probably gonna get the trigger finger a little bit itchy but um you know it'd just be fun to get out there and hunt together again we only got to do that once this year so it's gonna be, right. gonna be a good time
1: yeah i'm pretty excited to see what we can see and see what we can do on new property and a completely different state
0: yeah absolutely well yeah i think that about does it for this episode here we'll wrap things up and um stick around guys for the weeks to come because we should have some good content coming out of the Minnesota deer camp here, whether it's some good podcast episodes or some good videos, you know, that something's good, going to something good is is definitely going to come out of this here for us. So um, we appreciate you guys watching and listening. Um, We appreciate all of you that have subscribed to our YouTube channel. Um, If you haven't already, we really appreciate it. Um, please go and do that. Hit the like button on this video if you're watching on YouTube. You know the drill. All this stuff. Um, Thank you guys so much for supporting us and we will see you guys next time.